welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are both real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's go ahead and get grimy. Let's do it. Okay, Flora, how's your week going? It's okay. It's the same. Everyone has COVID. I don't yet. I bought roller skates. Right now I'm drinking milk, and my cats are sleeping. Cheers. Wow, we really just flew through that, huh? <laughs> I have nothing notable in okay. my life. at great ketchup. Oh. <laughs> That's not true. You've been doing some fun things. How's the roller skating Name coming? them. Name them. Name them. Roller skating. It's the one thing. It's good, though. I've been skating. I haven't fallen yet. I bought a helmet. I'm going to put a penguin sticker on it. If you see someone roller skating by you with a penguin sticker on their helmet, it's not me. Definitely not her. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> a off. very common occurrence. Fuck actually off. Here, I have a question. Um, did you ever watch the show Rocket Power on Nickelodeon? Yes. Does your helmet look like their helmets? Or I... is it more like a streamlined bike, 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 bicycle helmet? Jesus. I forgot the word bicycle. <laughs> I would have <laughs> like... to look up because I cannot recall what they look like at all. It looks like a helmet. I look like I'm. I look like uh, Tony Hawk. I look Ooh, like, it's his. Yeah, it's like his helmet. I okay, think. then that's yeah. That's definitely like the Rocket Power helmet. It's like round. Sure. It's yes, it makes you look helmet. like a mushroom. Yes, I look like a mushroom head. <laughs> I love that. Okay, that's great. Did you? Here's a question. Did you buy wrist guards and knee pads? I bought elbow pads, wrist guards, and knee pads, and a helmet because I'm a thirty, and if I fall once. All my legs and shatter. bones will break into a million pieces and I'll never walk again. Right, right. So yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm trying to avoid completely. I would just rather be like bubble boy out there and like look like a lame ass than like go to the hospital and be in debt forever because that's bigger lame ass. Being safe is never lame. Kids. Kids. That's what I have to say. I don't know if I've ever shared this with our listeners before, but when I was younger, I was learning to roller skate, and my sister had roller blades, and we, it was my put first them day over out. A flame until they're until they came to a gruesome point. No, she did that with all my other possessions. This time around, she was teaching me to roller skate yeah. with her roller blades, and I strapped them on. I had some like bubblegum pink Barbie roller skates. I was so excited. Cute. It was, like my first day out. With them on, we're rollerblading around the sidewalks of our complex, and <laughs> not even like ten minutes into it, she gets like chased by this bee. This bee just starts chasing her, and she flips out. And instead of just rollerblading away, she decides to run onto the grass with her rollerblades, cool, and immediately falls and breaks her wrist. Oh my god! Did she have wrist and- guards on? No, she did not. Well, That's why I asked. We could fucking prevent this entirely, couldn't we? A have? cautionary tale, children. Gather round. <laughs> and yeah, and so that marked the immediate swift end to my career as a roller skating legend. I never learned. I never learned to roller skate or to Damn. roller blade. And so whenever I've gone ice skating, it's been absolutely terrifying, atrocious. And I just cling to the wall and have a really bad time. Well, here's just a pro tip for me who's skated approximately nine times. Mm -hmm. You're always supposed to pretend like you're holding a precious fishbowl with your favorite fish in it. And that when you fall, you never want to let go of your fishbowl. 
Because your wrists are going to obviously break because they're twigs. So yes. you just fall on your ass or fall on your knees and your knee pads or fall on your elbow with your elbow pads, you're dope. So just wow. don't try to catch yourself and then you won't break your wrists. That's I'm going to go back in time and fish tell bowl. my sister that. She's got a fish bullet. I was very young at the time and I didn't quite know how to respond and I had been watching a lot of ER at the time. <laughs> and so my first thought was to take the dramatized medical show that I had seen so many times and apply that to real life and so what I did was immediately try to start giving her CPR Fantastic. which was unhelpful and she she was kept trying to like push me away because she was like this is unhelpful and so what I eventually did was again seen this in a lot of dramatic medical shows is I like had to snap her out of it right so I just slapped her in the face Jesus Christ and so not only did she have this broken wrist like her younger sister is like assaulting her so that was fun, and eventually she just yelled at me to go get our father, and so I did, and the rest is history. What a journey. What a journey. It was a good thing I is never went Is this before or after she burned your shit? Because I feel like now I know why she burned your shit. <laughs> this was after. Hmm. Yeah. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Interesting. But that's great. What a really good, fun form of exercise. Plus, it's, like, really on brand these days, you know? It is very, um, it's like a full body workout, you know what I mean? It is. Your core is engaged, so you're trying desperately not to fall. <laughs> right, And it's a calf workout and a thigh workout and, I don't know, any other muscles or parts of Probably bodies. like your butt, huh? Sure. Gotta keep that butt nice and tight. All the roller skating people on TikTok are skinny. I don't know if that's because people don't like looking at fat people or if it's because roller skating made them skinny but i'm gonna be the biggest one out there hauling my ass on some skates better watch out she's coming she's not stopping quick (laughs) i got some dough i gotta work off from quarantine so i'm built to bounce right now i love that i want that on a bumper sticker i'm built to bounce built to bounce well that's exciting uh anything else going on with your week No, (laughs) I don't think so. Okay. I'm playing video games. Yeah. And I don't know, man. My cats still have fucking fleas. So we just out here living the bug life. (laughs) That's perfect because this week we're talking about a bug. Oh, great. Is it fleas? Um, Close. But before we get into that, um, since you so graciously asked my week. Okay, yes. I was like, I did ask. You just never. You're like, no, no, no. You don't get away with not saying anything. Uh, It's been going pretty well, actually. I have several days off in a row, and I've been filling them with all of my favorite leisure activities, which include just reading all the books that I accidentally checked out at once. But right now, I've got a Frosty Cold Bev. Um, It's a PBR, not delicious by any means but it'll do the job and i'm wearing our matching sweaters that we have oh i'm sure you're probably not i'm sure you have burned it and thrown it into the garbage can but i am wearing it and i treasure it i actually cut it up really small and made it into a sweater for my cats okay i'll allow that (laughs) that's really great i love that but other than that, uh, things have been going pretty well. My, I told you before this that my big fat boy cat last night um, like inked all over my stuff, which Stop. is like what I call it when he like drip droplets his like taint juice onto I things and it smells like horrible. That. I don't know why he's – my cat doesn't drip. 
Like I that. okay, but he does it when he's like startled or when he's scared, and then you could smell his like nasty butt, and it's because he's expressed his glands. Which I don't know how many vets have told me that a neutered cat doesn't do that, but this boy neutered, and he still does that. I need to go back in and like cut some more bits out because mine doesn't do that at all. <laughs> we actually tried. There was like a whole tutorial. Like our our vet tech was like, "Well, you can express his glands at home." Right. And we we're like. Okay, and so she so walked us through it. We tried, ass. and it was a whole bad thing. It was a whole bad thing. There was not enough iodine in the world for us to treat the wounds that were inflicted upon us after that situation. He was traumatized. Yeah, you gotta stick his, your whole finger. In his <laughs> this bum. poor boy. He was like, "No, mom, <laughs> you've never done do this that. before." I can do that to other animals, but I can't do that to my own cat that like sleeps in my bed. I had his father do that. I did not. I just watched, but it was still. Delicious. I just watched. That's worse. <laughs> it's worse somehow. Uh, but I anyways, like he did that, this. and I, um, I got mad, and I, I just got mad. Was the point? <laughs> it was not fun. But the other little kitten, we gave her a little bath because she's a long hair, and she has trouble cleaning all of her long hair. Yes. God, it is just like a crisis house over here with cats. Long-haired cats. That's Mulder, and he's a crusty bitch. Yeah. And Do you him ever and bathe Mia him? Don't get along. So like he doesn't even get help. No, yeah, I just well, cut I off his crust. <laughs> Gross. It's disgusting. Um Yeah. <laughs> I did have I did have a moment the other day where uh <laughs> I think my brain is actually turning to rot. And I think it's a direct result of like our our jobs where we have to remember ten thousand things a second. Yeah. But I knocked like my hip into like a counter or something as I walked by and ow it hurt but it didn't I didn't react until a full five seconds later I was out of the room and then I was like ow and I had the full like recognition of that moment where I was like "Uh oh this isn't good this doesn't bode well for fauna long term so I'm having a hard time coming to terms with that on the flip side I'm also in the market for some blue blocking glasses so if anyone has any wrecks out there, feel free to drop them my way. Are those real? Yeah, they like they're like the digital glasses you wear. They block like your computer light. Yeah, the gamer boys all wear those, and I thought they looked oh. fucking stupid. Are they real? <laughs> I mean, it's just a lens. It's not just like a frame. It's a lens. I'm not gonna right. get some uggo frames. Let me be clear. I think there's like gamer glass. I think they're just called like gamer glasses or something. I think the gamer right? community has just usurped them, and they're actually just blue blocking glasses. And gamer glasses, anti blue light. They have like a. This yellow is actually. Yes. <laughs> this is actually on brand though for our our gamer podcast. We're talking about uh, our gamer glasses. A true glasses. gamer doesn't need help gaming for twenty four hours. Oh, with some shitty shades. Okay, I don't need no crutch. <laughs> Suffer through a migraine and you grow up. And you, you become, you grow through it. I, okay, but I'm not getting some ugly ones with like a yellow lens. I'm getting like a clear, beautiful one. Okay. But anyways, if anyone has any recommendations, please let me know. Also, when I buy glasses, I have to like, I have like an interesting face shape where like the normal Ray-Ban style that supposedly looks good on everyone does not look good on me. Mm. I need like a little uptick in the outer corners. So keep that in mind when you're setting me your rec. Oh my God. (laughs) If you're a personal stylist, also just hit me the fuck up, I guess. Also, I want them to be clear acrylic. Jesus okay. Christ. <laughs> Anyways, this week we do have one slight point of business that we need to discuss, and I'm actually going to take the lead on this, and okay. you're going to do the word association. Wow, great curse. 
So this week we have a new Grime Gang patron. It's been Welcome to the family. A hundred years since we've had. It's one. been so long, you We're guys. If money, you aren't, <laughs> if you aren't part of our Patreon group of amazing patrons, what are you doing with your life? We have so many amazing perks that we'll talk about at the end because we know that you're annoyed listening to this now, but. We wanted to welcome Tara to the Grime Gang family. Hi, Thank you Tara. so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you. Welcome. We're going to roll this back a little bit with our word association. And Flora, you were talking about roller skating earlier. And the yes. first thing that comes to my mind when I think of that is that movie, like Whip It. Is that what it's called with Ellen Page? Where she's like a, yes. like a oh, roller derby roller babe. Derby. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So how about you give me Tara's favorite Ellen Page movie? <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, hard candy. That's the only Wow, one okay. <laughs> Sick. And why did you make that choice? Tell us. Uh, that's the first one that comes to mind. Amazing. Love that. Okay, moving that's on. <laughs> Welcome, Tara. We're so happy to have details. you. Details. Just take it and run. Fucking take it and leave it. This week, we are talking about <laughs> a bug. I asked you guys for a bug, a and bug. boy, did you deliver. It's been a minute, and we know that some of you out there hate when we talk about bugs because you get like the creepy crawlies. But I love talking about bugs. You don't even get into, like, gross parts, I don't feel like. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think the earwig was just, like, colloquially, people think that it And that's on them. Like a creepy crawly, but it, yeah, it's really not. And we, if you actually listen to that episode, you learn it didn't go in your ear at all. But uh, we love talking about bugs, and we're never going to stop. So here we are. <laughs> this week, we're talking about the scorpion fly. Oh. And... This was requested by, stand by. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. Oh, I don't really like it. I don't like the way it looks. Okay, well. Hey, I don't like this. <laughs> hey, excuse me. Can you delete these images off my browser history? Hush. This week, uh, yeah, so we're talking about the scorpion you fly. Hush me? You just hush me on a podcast <laughs> about where we talk to each other? Just get hushed. My own podcast. <laughs> Be quiet for the rest of the time. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, thank you, Emma, for suggesting this. You suggested it in all caps, and you also included emojis, so that's what won me over. Sold. But the scorpion fly is neither a scorpion nor a fly, and we'll get into that. What? But first, we're getting into the classifications. We're in phylum arthropoda. We're in class insecta. We're in order mecoptera. We're in family panorpidae. Pan. Ooh. Hold on. Panorpidae. Ooh. Panorpidae. Panorpidae. Sure. Uh, as far as what I saw, it looks like there are seven genera, but there are over 480 species. So, <laughs> so many. It's so unnecessary. Bitch, <laughs> what are you doing out here? And these 480 species make up roughly 70% of the species in the order Mycoptera. So, okay. like, they just tend to call animals in that order scorpion flies even though not all of them are scorpion flies it's just the vast majority are and it's like that meme with the astronaut and the other astronaut and he was like oh, it's all scorpion flies and then the other one's like it always has been <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yes wow i love that i can't wait to make that and post it when this is posted <laughs> you can so have good. that keep an free. eye out for that everybody uh, that but free. That family, Panorpidae, is the largest family in the order, too. So it all checks out. All of this math is adding up. <laughs> the scorpion fly itself, across all of those 480 species, range in size between around 9 to 25 millimeters. <laughs> so Very milliliters, small. which Very is a unit mom. of volume. <laughs> oh, my God. 
They're 9 to 25 millimeters long, which is considered a small to medium-sized insect. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say they're very small, but they I would say that they're small to medium-sized. <laughs> Appearance-wise, they're brown. So just get that out of the way. They're brown. <laughs> Deal with it. They have four membranous wings. And these are kind of like long and skinny. Okay. And they're very, very thin. They also have two antennae in the front. And they're kind of, they're cons or they're, they're described as thread-like. Yeah. And then their bodies themselves are very long and slender. They have elongated faces, which come to kind of a point uh, that people consider what's called a rostra, which also means like it's like beak-like. And if it you're looking like at this Zoidberg. guy. Oh, it does look like Zoidberg a little bit. I could see that. But I'm, what I was going to say is if you're looking at him, he's definitely got himself a beak. So that checks out. And then or like at the Birdo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yup. And then at the end of that, that beak, they have mouth parts, which I just like love. I just love that no one ever along the way came up with a better word for the, the collection of. Mouth parts. They just kept it at mouth parts, which is great. And the different articles that I read describing this were like, in parentheses, they're like the mouth parts, which are for eating. And I was like, thanks, I got that. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. It was really helpful. Cleared but that they have Cleared that right up. There's confusion there. So I thought it was for other duties. Other mouth activities. <laughs> uh, but they're considered simple mouth parts. So they have a long labium, they have a long mandible, and then they have fleshy palps, which are like the side thingies that are like beep, 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 if you know what I mean. <laughs> There's a lot going on there at the end of that. Like there, I see like a bundle. It just seems Those are like the mouth parts. Yeah. It's, um, I guess I would just say like not fun to look at. Like if I had to say whether it was fun or not fun right. i would go with not fun so right i would also yeah i think that's a good way to put it because i think at the same time whenever i look at insect mouth parts i don't know why but i automatically just envision how it would be how it would feel to be eaten alive by that and that's like not very pleasant because you kind of get chomped from like a few different angles yeah. you know what i mean uh... if you know what i mean uh moving on the so the the simple mouth parts that they have are resembling those of like primitive flies. Okay, and we'll kind of get into their evolution in a second. But they have a lot of uh, a lot of bits that kind of resemble that, and I mean that makes sense, right? Like why why make something more complex if you don't need to? Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So just yeah. stick with the simple bits, and you're good to go. It gets yeah, the he job looks done. Like a hodgepodge of just shit. <laughs> His whole being. It's like a craft project. And someone just started taking pieces from other stuff and gluing them together. It's like that. Uh, do you guys remember when we did the Jackal episode and there was the leg? There's the infamous leg that we talked about. Like, oh, I feel like yeah. it's it's that. And they just sell like the mouth parts in different packages. And you just like make your own little monster creation. Even just like all these leg parts. Why are they? Why do they look like that? They just, that's what they look like, you know? But they're all bunt, like, it just, uh, he looks like the aliens from District 9. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, actually, you're right. Um, they're created in God's image. <laughs> um, 
So he does have compound eyes, but he also has simple eyes. The compound eyes are the ones on the side of his head. And then the simple eyes, which are also known as the ocelli or ocelli, are on the top. And they have three of those. Those are more of like the light sensing ones. And then the compound eyes are the ones that can like discern depth and that kind of thing. Okay. They do have very strong hind legs, which are what they use to catch their prey. And they're segmented legs, of course. Their abdomen is cylindrical in shape and it has 11 segments. Which seems like a lot. I just, like, I don't know a lot about bugs, but 11 seems like a lot of segments to have. And their four in their hind wings, which I already talked about, are pretty similar in shape. They're, like, that long, narrow. Mm-hmm. And they also resemble those of primitive insects, um, specifically mayflies. So, again, yeah. you just, like, take what works and you roll with Mayfly. it. You don't gotta, like, make it more complicated than it needs to be. I've been hit in the face by a mayfly. You did. Yeah, I lived in a place for a little bit that had, like, a million of them. I don't know. And it was, like, really windy one day. We were walking, and we were, like, walking into them, and they were just, like, smattering us. Like, I was just, like, (laughs) they were all over me. It was disgusting. Doesn't sound very pleasant. Mayflies. Mayflies. Okay, and then, of course, you're probably wondering, like, what's that big thing on its butt, right? Yeah, I didn't want to, like, bring it up, but... (laughs) The elephant in the room. There's something happening. Actually, it's namesake. So the scorpion fly is specifically referring to the, like, scorpion-like appendage at the very tip of their tail. It looks like a scorpion stinger, but it's not. These guys don't actually sting. it looks exactly like it. Yeah, it really does, which is kind of, like, interesting because they... Although, I was going to get into this in a second, but they are found kind of all over the world, but they're not really found in, like, arid desert regions. Okay. So, I don't know if it's, like, a situation of accidental mimicry, or... It looks exactly like it. Yeah, it just seems a little too (laughs) convenient for it to be. You know, it's just, like, they definitely plagiarized the scorpion in school, and the teacher's like, um... And he's like, no, I came up with this all on my own. Did you, or did you just copy randall's homework randall the scorpion did you but uh it's not actually a stinger and it doesn't function that way at all and they're not venomous they're really not aggressive at all um what it actually is is what's called a genital bulb and this is on the tip of the male abdomen (laughs) my god so (laughs) it's a very upsetting turn to take uh, it, this their abdomen itself at the very end will curve up in the males, and this is that that tail of a scorpion resemblance. Oh, so females and, don't have, yeah, okay, yeah. It's only the males, and they're the ones that have that genital bulb, and that's what looks like that stinger. The females, okay. on the other hand, just kind of like taper off, it's just like a normal butt, just like yeah, just like a normal booty. And then at the very end of theirs, instead of something sinister, they just have like a hole, which I suppose could be sinister, but. They just have a hole. Okay. You know, there's no curving. I mean, but don't we all? <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope so. Uh, habitat. Where do they live? They live in moist environments. And as I already mentioned, they kind of live all over the world. Um, mm. Specifically, though, they do not live in isolated, like, island regions, like uh, Madagascar. They're really okay. not found there. They're not found in, like, other, like, little... Antarctica? Uh... You know, it actually didn't say anything about Antarctica. I'm going to hazard a guess and say no, because I'm gonna it's probably no. fucking frigid. But, you know, it didn't say, so jury's out. But uh, they're 
it's it's thought that they don't really like disperse very well um and so the reason that they're maybe not found on madagascar or other like isolated islands is because there wasn't like a land bridge so to speak Mm, does that make sense like more recently because they are found like uh like in like japan and like some of the eastern asian islands but it's also thought that they had a more recent land bridge than places like madagascar yeah I i mean that it takes a lot to charter a ferry, especially if you're a bug and you don't have any money. I'm just saying <laughs> it's, it's like not a an whole excuse, thing. you know, to like not oh, visit I see. home where your parents <laughs> miss you. No fucking you. excuse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that was interesting because you just, just I don't know, maybe it, this is just me, but I just assume with everything with wings can just fly. But Right. Like I just assume <laughs> bugs are everywhere because it seems like they are. Right. And it's kind of unnerving to, to hear that they're not, but you know, it is what it is. We should make a list of where to live based off of where there are no bugs. So far, Antarctica seems to be number one. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Because oh, even Cordova had worms, which is... That fucking ice worm. <laughs> Fuck. Mm-mm. Pass. Okay, historically, where do they get their names from? In 1758, Linnaeus, that same famous hey. motherfucker, named the European scorpion fly. He named it Panorpa communis, or communis, depending on your affiliation you with communist? Russia. <laughs> seems really mean yeah so he obviously derived that from the family panorpidae but then the actual uh order mecoptera doesn't really come around until a little bit later it's coming from the greek words mechos meaning long and then ptera meaning wings which just like all of those bugs have that right the ptera And the people that put these together are Alpheus Hyatt and Jenny Maria Arms. And this was in 1891, which is not Jenny that far. Arms? <laughs> Jenny Maria name. Arms, which also sounds like exactly what I would. It's a Spider-Man villain. <laughs> I was going to say, like if an octopus suddenly had the requirement they had to name themselves, it would be Jenny Maria Arms. <laughs> it just seems like the most generic name. Um, but anyways, that was in 1891. Is it a woman? Isn't that long Can ago? women even do anything in 1891? Or is that like well, a that's... man named Jenny? No, it was a woman. I looked it up because I was like, that's kind of sus. Because again, I just thought women were like under the boot of like all of men. Right. For... Are they even allowed to live back then? Right. And it was. It was. This, she was like a famous uh, like insectologist. That's not what it's called. What entomologist. <laughs> entomologist you guys she was a famous one and she worked with this other guy alpheus whatever the fuck who was also a famous like zoologist interesting and they came up with this this name i guess they had to fucking collaborate on that because it was too hard for one person to do but right props Sometimes to her you need uh some help you just need a sounding board you know yeah yes <laughs> there have been many a time where you and i have come together and debated a very dumb question but we came to an answer, so it was good that we had each other. <laughs> I had my back. Would you rather be the Alpheus Hyatt or the Jenny Maria Arms in this situation? I think I'd rather be the lady because she's, like I said, a secret villain, octopus villain. Yeah, that checks out. That, that seems way like, cooler describes to be. you perfectly. Yeah, yeah. the guy kind of just looks. I mean, he's got like a wo- a weird mustache. So I guess I'll take it. That's fine. I'll just take that weird mustache. Uh, <laughs> the scorpion fly is also very interesting because it has been thought to contribute to the evolution of a few different other species that we have today. 
specifically, the Lepidoptera, Ooh. which is the uh, order that uh, includes like butterflies and moths. Diptera, which is the order that includes flies. Flies. And then the Trichoptera, which is the caddisflies. And it's thought that they all probably evolved from ancestors belonging to slash were related to Mycoptera. So they're kind of like a founder in a certain sense in that they uh, have some descendants in these different orders, which is really interesting, too, though, because like all of those are, you know, pretty well known. Right. And they don't necessarily have a lot of features that are the same, but I don't know. Evolution, I think, is fascinating. Some people probably think it's boring as fuck, but I think it's really cool. So some people I don't thought that think was it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> some people don't believe that it exists at all. Uh, oh, this I forgot to mention. Wild. So while the scorpion fly is neither a scorpion nor a fly, uh, it's actually more closely related to fleas, which I just like. I would not have guessed because I like fleas are just like little. Little, little, like, seed-looking motherfuckers that bite my cats, you know? and demons that live with me in my home. Yeah, and, like, infect my carpet and, you know, go into, like, a little stasis for, like, nine months or whatever the <laughs> fuck they do. I just, I, I don't like them and I'm not a fan of them. So to hear that this boy has an affiliation kind of turned me off right. of him a little bit. <laughs> hmm. I mean, it he already a- plagiarized his whole ass parts. Right. And now we're saying that, like, his family is no good either. So yeah, we don't know too much about him. He's a mysterious boy, uh, potentially with sinister past and a sinister future. Who a knows? sinister he's, future. He he's seems really to be plotting. If I had to guess, right? What if Jenny Many Arms, whatever the fuck her name was, <laughs> Jenny Maria Arms? But I like that better. <laughs> Jenny Many Arms. That's basically what it was. Not only is she in the Broadway play Cats now. Oh also, my god. <laughs> what if they're working together? For sinister things. Sinister Spider-Man crimes, you know what I mean? Oh, I can see that, yeah. What is it? He's like... he eat spiders? He eats... Yeah, that's actually what I was going to get into next, is his diet. So, uh, he does kind of have a sinister diet. He prefers to eat dead things. Uh, he's considered a scavenger, so he will seek out dead and dying insects. But as I already mentioned, he can hunt, like he can use his hind legs to catch prey. Um, but he prefers those that are already dead, which is just like lazy man rules. And then beyond that, though, he will still eat things like nectar. Um, but he prefers rotting fruit. So mm. he, that seems pretty sinister drink, to me. Does he? Oh, yes, he has he a does. taste for the bevs, the drinks, the yes, alcohol, yes, yes. the wine. Oh. <laughs> the the wine. He is the wine man. But he eats the dead flesh. He drinks the wines. He is basically the Hannibal Lecter. Oh. Of our weird scenario that we've of our weird bug you. world that we've created, where this they is, are actually people. This is actually great though, because I have been rewatching Hannibal, and it's side note the best show ever. I know you know it this, is. but yes. for anyone out there that has never watched that show, you are missing out. It is one of the greatest shows I have ever watched in my entire life, and. It's riveting, it's suspenseful, it's thrilling. The cinematography, 10 out of 10. The sound design, that sound, 10 out of 10. It's unnerving. 11 out of 10 for the sound. The acting, the sexual tension, the murder. Isn't Lawrence Fishburne? Lawrence Fishburne is in there. Hugh Dancy is in there. Mass Mickelson is in there. Jillian motherfucking Anderson is in there. It's... It's incredible. Brian Fuller headed it up. Like, you have never met a bigger group of, like, 
fan people than myself and Flora. We love Hannibal. <sighs> um, that doesn't mean I love this boy, though. <laughs> doesn't mean I love him. But he has those same kind of, like, vibes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he eats those, he eats those items and um, – I'm looking at this photo on – I always look at the Google images, and there's a photo of one, and it's just, like, blurry as shit. And it just says, like, what's this bug? And it literally looks like a photo of just, like, a cryptid. It is so scary to look at. <laughs> oh, because it is I so can see that. blurry. I bet if you – And all he is is legs. Like, it's a front angle, and he's just legs. Yeah, they're big. And he's got that nose. He's got that nose, as you know. Um, that nose, yeah, I you think- know? I think if you just, like, shadowed him out and you weren't able to see any detail, he would be very spooky. But uh, might make, like, a good, like, Girl Scout patch, you know? Like, for studying cryptids. <laughs> and, like, oh, my God. Gravity Falls. <laughs> that would be so cool. This Someone make that. <laughs> for finding a cryptid. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Girl Scout Gravity Falls crossover. I love it. Oh, my God. That show is so great. Anyways. Okay. So let's get to how they mate because this is weird and this is a Well, it has brand. something to do with that his external ball. <laughs> you know, sack. you know that that genital bulb is going to be involved. So what happens is Disgusting. the females are very picky, and if the males don't go through the proper mating sequence, then the females can get really aggressive, and sometimes they can kill and eat them. So you want to stay on her good side. This doesn't just go for insects, though. Everyone out there should take this as like good advice, right? But. You want The males especially want to stay on her good side, so they have to go through this sequence of events. First, they're going to emit a pheromone, which is going to attract nearby females. Okay. Bugs once fun. that happens, yeah, once that happens, then they need to come up with some sort of gift. And this has to be an edible gift for her. They call okay. it the nuptial meal, which yes. I think is great. <laughs> uh, he provides her this nuptial meal. And this can be a number of things. It can be, like, a dead or dying insect that he caught. It can be, um, like, some rotting flesh or fruit. Yes. Uh, the dead or dying insect is preferred. But it could also be, and this was gross to me, a brown salivary secretion. He just kind of, like, spits a bubble and presents it to her. And that, seems that, can, be, that can be the nuptial meal. So he just kind of, yeah, he just kind of imagine like a guy's like, you met him on Tinder. Hey, I'm going to take you out to dinner. You get to the restaurant. He just spits on the ground in front of you. And then he's like, all right, let's shag. What the fuck? <laughs> That's <laughs> that not a meal. That ain't going to do it, bud. Yeah. Uh, apparently, though, it's, I mean, apparently she's into it because it's like got some good she's stuff desperate. in there. Yeah, I guess so. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I just That's feel like a her. bubble their size is a bigger meal than like a bubble of spit our size which grosses me out thinking about it but yeah let's stop moving let's go on from that. so let's imagine that he did the best and he got her some like dead like some rotting flesh or like a dead insect and right. he's presented it to her got it himself good to go once he does and he like has this meal it's ready to go he's going to approach her while like vibrating his wings and basically just like strutting he's gonna do this like strut and then if she accepts his cool dance and his, like, cool meal, mm-hmm. then she will start eating the gift that he presents her. Okay. And this is his chance to get it in. So the longer that she eats, the better opportunity he has to, like, right. deposit, you okay. know, his his thing. And uh, so it really behooves him to get, like, a really big dead fly. Because then she could eat for, like, 30 minutes and he could just, like, do his thing. Right. And 
But the moment that she's done eating, she's like, bye. So uh, <laughs> I couldn't she's relate more like, to this woman. <laughs> this woman is our queen. And so while she's eating, he's breeding, <laughs> which is like a really weird rap, I'm just realizing. And uh, and then when they're done, she's like, peace out, clown. I'm out of here. And so yes. she like takes off. And, you know, her. obviously the reproduction happens internally. She's got her little like hole on the end of her butt. That's what he deposits his stuff into. And... Uh, but if he doesn't go through these steps, again, she can, like, reject him, she can aggress against him, she can attack him, like, whatever. One interesting thing that I saw, uh, that I read about, was that some males will pose as females, and they do this by tucking their genital ball. <laughs> they Good tuck their genital God. ball. And they'll use that to pose as a female so that they can attract You're the kidding. attention of another male. And the reason for this is that they will then steal the nuptial meals that yes. the other male presents, and then they'll steal that and then give it to a neighboring female. <laughs> a little shit bag. Yeah, they didn't even, like, do the work for it. But this obviously gives them an advantage over their competitors because they're able to, like, expend less energy and still provide, like, a dope meal. <laughs> I just thought that Donks. was, like, so fucking shitty. Let me just <laughs> tuck like this so giant bulb of mine away. Mm-hmm. Just a second. Just a sec. Oh, nuptial meal. Thank you. Thank, thank you. All right. Thank peace you. out. <laughs> Bye, clown. Uh, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but they'll do that, and it seems just, like, really shitty and underhanded. And then, okay, so when all of this happens. are like, the- humans suck. All things suck. We're <laughs> Everything all shit. Sucks. We're all just looking to, like, cheat our way through life. Are you kidding? Uh, so anyways, the male, he insert he uses his genital, genital bulb, inserts himself into the tip of the female. They breed. Okay. She splits. Then she's gonna, like, go to a moist area of, like, leaf litter or, like, decaying wood or, like, whatever. Anything okay. that's, like, wet and dark, whatever. She'll go there and she'll lay her eggs. And she does this specifically in, like, a really wet spot because once she lays her eggs... They uh, have to absorb water to get bigger, and that's, like, part of, like, the growing process. Mm -hmm. And so she'll lay them there, and then they absorb the water that's in the environment, and then they get bigger, and then shortly thereafter, they'll hatch. Once they hatch, the larvae are – they appear kind of like caterpillars. They're kind of in, like, a little, like, grub. And they have short little clawed legs, and they also have what's called prolegs, which are just, like, the little nubs. They're not a real leg. They're just, like, a little nubbin. So they've got, like, real legs, and they've got – Nip legs. <laughs> uh, Do they turn to this, into real legs, or those are like extra legs for right now? Those are just like little support legs for now. They're little leggies. Uh, and on top of that, they'll also have it's called sclerotized heads, which is just like a hard head. They've got a hard head, and they also have their mandible mouth parts and compound eyes, which is unique in insects because a lot of times the larvae aren't born with. The compound eyes. Okay. Usually it's the simple eyes. And so to be in a larval state with compound eyes is kind of unique. That's all I'm trying to say. Why would you need? It's all I'm trying to say. (laughs) Usually the larvae are just kind of passively eating surrounding vegetation and dead insects that they come across and like Mm -hmm. decaying flesh and stuff. Very rarely they can predate on other things, but... I mean, they're just like a little like grub, so they're not going to be doing right. a whole lot All of that. Or fake legs, right? So they basically just like eat opportunistically whatever's around them. One thing that I didn't mention that I'll mention now is that their life cycle is considered what's called complex metamorphosis. So that means they're going through like multiple 
stages of things. So like you're born, you've got your egg, you come out as your little caterpillar larva. And then this is when they go into their like metamorphosis where they don't actually build a cocoon like a butterfly would. But they do crawl into – they're really, like, going back to their roots. They crawl into, like, <laughs> soil or decaying wood uh, that's, like, really back. moist. Take and me back. I'm not ready. Take, I don't like this. my birth. Put me back. Yeah, they go into basically the exact same environment that they were hatched from, and they go back in there to pupate. So, like I said, they don't make their cocoon. They just, like, fucking chill in this, like, wet dirt and during this, they're, they're mandible and like their leggies can like move, but they themselves are not mobile. Uh, I don't know what why the that's fuck an does that advantage. Mean? What does that mean? <laughs> like their body, like they don't like move or like leave that spot. But technically, but I suppose just, like, twitching. Yeah, I guess they can move. So Disgusting. just fill your dreams with that. <laughs> And then depending on where they live in the world, I mentioned that they live kind of like all over. And while they mostly live in like moist regions, wherever, Mm -hmm. they can also live in like semi-arid regions. And it's those individuals that are a little bit more picky about when they actually come out of their metamorphosis and like emerge. Uh, And so they can do that when conditions are more favorable, like when it's more wet or cooler or like whatever. But the other ones that live in like the dank environment just kind of like come out whenever they want to, the and this is usually of environments. Oh yeah, quite literally. <laughs> uh, and this is usually between October and November is when you're going to see the majority of them Spooky emerging. Season, obviously, yes. And, I emerge uh... <laughs> my home once a year, and it's on Halloween. Bye. <laughs> exactly. In the middle is Halloween, so <laughs> it checks out. But those are their suitable conditions, and obviously that's the spookiest time of year, so the most suitable. And this is when they're fully fledged adults, and this is when they have their adult form that we've been discussing this whole time. So that's when you're going to see them around. I already mentioned that they're really not, like, aggressive. They're really not, like, a pest. Like, the main right. thing that people Well, in Praise see... Darwin, they don't sting you with that thing. That's not what that's right. for. Right. For humping only. It's for humps only. <laughs> it's for big sex that's time. hump zone. <laughs> That's not an owie zone, which I applaud them for. Great. I love that sex positive nature. (laughs) They're really not pests. Like, they don't invade your home. They don't, like, burrow into your home. They Unproblematic. Like, you really only see them, like, near the ground in moist regions. So, like, if you live in an area that's like that, you might see them around, but they really shouldn't ever enter your home. that's your fault for living in a small (laughs) Shrek. Shrek would be like crawling with these guys, but he'd probably be all about it. That's the thing. I actually read as part of my research, I was reading and there's like a whole article from Orkin, like the extermination company about scorpion flies. And they're like, yeah, they're really not a big deal. They don't do anything wrong. We can get rid of them if you want, but like it's chill. Like they're chill. So if you see them around, like don't be concerned. They're not going to attack you. They're not venomous. They don't sting. Like whatever. They're just like living their lives, like having weird sex so let them be that's it but a uh, long face like benedict cumberbatch and that heart of beast oh (laughs) you don't say (laughs) that long face that big imagine if your face was long like that like like his face is longer than his body is like deep you know what i mean oh yeah i can't relate I, yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, that's a weird thing to think about because I am not in that camp. I guess it's like a dog face. 
I don't know, though. Some dogs have, like, wide bodies. True. It's just real. It's like a, oh, you know what it is? It's like a bird face because birds got those big beaks and then they've got those little skinny bodies. Right. Anyways, it doesn't matter what it's like. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, but they do have an interesting relationship with humans, specifically in the field of forensic entomology. <gasps> because they, they do feast dead. on, like, dead things. Yeah. They're super handy when you're trying to determine, like, time of death. And so in the, like, forensic field, if you see a scorpion fly on a body, this usually only happens uh, if a body is fresh because they're the first insects to arrive on scene on dead bodies. So if you have a cadaver and all you see are scorpion flies, that bad boy died not too long ago. But if you don't okay. see any, then it's been a bit. You know how I want to work at a funeral home? I know. I knew you were going to love this fact. I, I was like, oh, Flora's going to love this. I, wanted, I found a different job that I want. Hmm. I want to be a cadaver dog trainer and find dead bodies in the woods. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> that would be very cool. And you can use this little tidbit to help. But I'm wondering if, like, those are just police officers. I oh. don't want to be a cop. I see, I see. Well, it might require some more research. We'll, get, we'll get back. <laughs> we'll if anyone is a cadaver Googling. dog trainer and is hiring or has any tips, let me know. Yeah. But I thought that was so interesting because I, I, I mean, I feel like we've all seen that, like, obviously in crime shows or whatever. They're always like, oh, the bugs decayed, the whatever, and it's this amount of time old. Yeah. And I feel like we all know, like, maggots and, like, the other shit, right? All of right. the fucking worms. But I didn't know that scorpion flies were part of that. Uh, and I just think it's really interesting, too, that, like, they, they themselves can also tell, like, when something is, like, too far gone. They're like, that's a little too ripe. And then they, like, peace out. Right. Um, so I just thought that was really cool, but I guess that makes sense why this one picture on Google Images of one is of one sitting on like a human femur. <laughs> like, That'll makes, do it. Way more sense. <laughs> That'll fucking do it. I just CSI. Like, took that at face value and was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were unfazed. Yeah. <laughs> but in media, they're really not prevalent. I mean, oh, people don't really. Interesting. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> People really don't want to, like, There's think not an Octodons episode about fucking <laughs> no. scorpion flies. No, no, no. There's really not. Uh, people don't really want to think about them at all. I think because they're spooky to look at, and they're also kind of spooky because they, like, hang around cadavers. You know what we need to do? We need a kid's cartoon about bugs. That sounds good. I would watch like, that. Like, teaching children that, like, not all bugs are bad. Hashtag not all bugs. <laughs> Hashtag not ACAB. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag ABAB. Oh, damn. NBAB. Not all bugs are bad. I, yeah, I'm into people that. people automatically just want to kill every bug. Right. But there are good bugs. Yeah. And bugs, not scary bugs. Like, why pe can't people even listen to our podcast about bugs? <laughs> that in itself that is sad? its own issue. It is sad. And I just feel like this guy, again, he's like, he's like, not aggressive. We talked about some aggressive bugs, and he's not one of them. I'm he's literally he's just like good fucking chilling. And this well, neither am I. Photo of him very <laughs> zoomed in makes me upset. But like at from like a far away, he's okay. He's got like yellow pants on. Yeah, and he's got like he's got, a little red <laughs> he's, butt. He's, he's making a bold fashion choice, and like, who are we to make him feel bad about yeah, that? Obviously, Orkin gets enough calls. So I had to write a whole page about it. So yeah. Honestly, uh, that's a good job, though. That pays pretty well. But um, I, I just, yeah, 
I think that's a great idea. I think there's a lot of misconception about bugs. I think people get really heebie-jeebie about bugs. Mm -hmm. And I think it stems back to how we were raised, right? The society in which we live. So, like, be... Not stop the cycle of hatred. Be cool, man. Like, same thing with, like, snakes. Same thing with, like, spiders. I mean, that's, like, a bug, but... (laughs) Remember when I forgot that snails weren't bugs? Well, spiders aren't (laughs) bugs. Right? Well, they're closer to bugs. Spiders are arachnids. I well, okay. Well, okay. I was thinking like <laughs> we're so stupid because I was like, oh, like a slug and like a snail or a bug, and you're like, nah, dude, that's a mollusk. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you're fucking mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You're fucking right. But still, I mean, I hate slugs, but still, like, we don't have to hate all things. <laughs> I respect them from a distance. Sure. I'm not gonna stomp them. I'm gonna like pick them up and put them outside and be kind of grossed out the whole time but that's also a product of my environment (laughs) i will take no responsibility for that yeah so anyways that's our scorpion fly friend uh tldl he is an insect he's in the order mycoptera and he in fact makes up so much of that order over 480 species in the family panorpidae that he's 70 percent of the species in that order so colloquially people consider mycoptera to be scorpion flies although other things exist too size wise they're between 9 and 25 millimeters long which is considered a small to medium sized insect uh they're brown in color they have four membranous wings they have thread-like antenna and long slender bodies they also have elongated faces which are what's called a rostra that kind of long face beak looking thing and then the males have the namesake which is what looks like a scorpion like stinger on the very end it's not a stinger they're not poisonous they don't inject you they're not venomous they're nothing it's just their genital bulb is what it's called it's just staring just his fucking genitals let him be but his curve up and it gives the appearance of a scorpion they are pretty much found everywhere in the world except for really dry arid regions and also some of those more isolated islands and probably antarctica (laughs) (laughs) they really prefer damp areas they're gonna seek out places that have like damp leaf litter and rotting trees and stuff like that and they consume a lot of rotting things as well they eat dead insects they eat decaying flesh they eat nectar and they eat rotting fruit all of this kind of comes into play when they're going through their mating ritual which is a very specific set of tasks that the male has to do to impress the female. Otherwise, she's going to be pissed. But he has to emit certain pheromones. He has to, like, fucking, like, gyrate up to her. And he has to present her with what's called a nuptial meal, which is either, like, a dead insect decaying something or just, like, a bubble of saliva. And if she deems it worthy, then she'll munch on it while he's breeding with her. This is a whole thing that they do. There's evidence of some of the males stealing from other males, pretending to be females. It's a whole thing. So very interesting mating situation that they have. Their life cycles are considered complex metamorphosis. And this happens because the females will lay their eggs into the damp area. They'll hatch and they'll become a caterpillar-like larva. And then from there, they will pupate in back in that leaf litter and become the fully-fledged adults that you see. So while they don't make a cocoon, they kind of use their surroundings as their cocoon. And so they go through that process and they emerge between October and November, spookiest time of year. One fun fact about the scorpion fly is that they're uh, very popular in forensic entomology because Ooh. they're typically the first insects that arrive on scene when a cadaver is there. So if there's a dead body and you see scorpion flies on it, that cadaver is likely fresh 
If you don't see them, you see other insects, it's likely a little bit older. So it's really useful in determining the time of death. <laughs> Fun fact for all you people finding dead bodies. Just keep, just keep that keep out that there, you know? We keep we provide information for the masses. <laughs> uh, beyond that, I mean, conservation-wise, they're doing just fine. They're really, they don't bother anyone, so don't bother them, and they're pretty much found all over, and they're really not popular in media because people get creeped out by bugs, so that's pretty much it. Uh, that's it for the scorpion fly. Thank you, everyone, for joining us and learning a little bit more about it. <gasps> Yay. Yay. I'm glad didn't sting or hurt anybody. No, he's a peaceful boy. He's he's unlike Hannibal Lecter in that regard, but in every Yay. other regard, he's just like Hannibal Lecter. Yay. <laughs> Yay. It's the best of all worlds. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us this week and learning a little bit more about the scorpion fly. We appreciated hanging out with you and... Hopefully you appreciated learning about some bugs. Uh, if you guys are interested in learning more about Keeper Chat or getting more involved with the podcast, we highly recommend checking out all of our previous episodes. You can find those on KeeperChatPodcast.com. You can also learn a little bit more about us, get our P.O. Box information in case you want to send us any interesting items. We're always open for that. <laughs> and uh, you can learn all about the money that we've raised for conservation so far, which is just around 3000 right? Over 3000 Over $3,000 for conservation. So it's a great chance to learn more about the podcast and get more involved. Also, if you want to be involved in uh, discussion and the types of topics that we talk about each week and get access to immediate bonus episodes, all backlogged ones, and access to our Discord server, you can join us at patreon.com slash keeper chat. We have three different tiers available, two of which you get access to all of these different types of things. You get to help us decide what types of animals we talk about each week. Mm -hmm. And if you're not interested in getting all those perks, but you want to keep us ad-free and contribute to the podcast, you can also join our tip jar tier, which is a great way to do that. Beyond that, we're active on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So feel free to follow us and check us out there. And every month we do what's called Rat Raves, where for every rating and review we receive on iTunes, we donate $5 to the conservation organization of our patron's choice. It's a really great way to help out, donate some money, and yes. all you have to do is spend 10 seconds writing us a rate and review. So we really appreciate everyone that's done that so far, and we're excited to see more of those come down the line. Yes. <laughs> is there anything else you want to add? We also have a P.O. box. Did you say that? I did, uh, but we can mention it again. Send us weird things. Say it we again. enjoy receiving them. <laughs> Say it again. We have a P.O. box. You can send us tons of weird things. You can find that information on our website, keeperchatpodcast.com. Yes. That's it. Have a great week, everyone. We'll check in with you next week. Bye. Bye.